episode 44 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we take a trip down to the game corner to talk about Sleeping Dogs. Silly cats. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another podcast. A podcast of laughter. A podcast of vulgarity. A podcast of video games. You're moving into a podcast of both silliness and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Loaded Cart Podcast. I am Paul. What's Paul playing today? And with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Ah, that's pretty impressive. You, you got through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been maybe been practicing for an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I can't believe you practiced for an hour. <laughs> I didn't practice for an actual hour, but I did practice a little bit mm-hmm. just for laughs, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So well, what have, been, what have you been playing? Uh, Drew and I have once again gone back to the well of Dark Souls and started playing Dark Souls 2 again. We attempted to play Demon Souls and actually finish the game. The problem is it appears that the servers either no longer exist or were down that day because we couldn't connect on multiplayer. There uh, were no there were no signs popping up, like nobody, there's no messages or anything like that, so we couldn't play. So we started, Drew's like, do you want to just go play Dark Souls 2? I'm like, yes. Yes, yes, I, I do. do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, Overwatch and Seven Days to Die with uh, other Dan. Um, uh, I don't think he's ever been on the podcast, so my other buddy Dan. We've yeah. been playing that. And you, also... You have always referred to him as Dan of Seven Days to Die fame. <laughs> that's true, because we did we did a, a seven days of the actual game just to fuck around and put it on the, on the website on YouTube, so, you know. And also, and also, you you guys wouldn't shut up about it, so I bought PUBG and played it with you and True. Yeah. How did that go? So we lost six and won one, which is kind of a good ratio, considering it is extremely hard to win a game in PUBG. And uh, so Drew and I ended up dying right near the end, and uh, you and Rando Calrissian ended up killing <laughs> the last dude and winning the game for us. Yeah, it was, it was just really weird. We got... You guys just started getting hammered on this hillside and yep. I was a little ways behind you and started getting shot too and just couldn't figure out where any of it was coming from. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so eventually I just ran around behind the hill and hid and uh came around the other side of the hill and saw some people on another hill and things just went crazy. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden we like I'm I'm healing myself up and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, there are three people left. Yep. And there's two people alive on our team. Yes. It was you and our, our random random buddy, which I've referred to as Rando Calrissian. And uh, you guys ended up killing the other dude because you had the high ground, Anakin. And yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was the end of it. It's kind of fun. What'd you end up doing? Um, what are you playing? I've been playing uh, PUBG, obviously. We played Saturday. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I played a couple of times again since then. Um, been playing some Vainglory whenever I get the time, just because it's you know there are two different game modes where you can just knock out a te- five or a ten minute game, um, and so it's 
I mean, it's real quick, real easy to just do so. Uh, stupid yawning already. It's going to be like that, huh? Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, then a friend of mine and I have started getting back into Minecraft again. Uh, and it's mainly because uh found out that if you own Minecraft, like if you just randomly purchased it from Mojang, you are like you can sign into the website and just click a button and get a copy of it for Windows 10. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's basically what we did. Uh, and then I purchased one of the uh, Minecraft Realms servers, which is the ones that are hosted by Microsoft and have actually been really impressed with it so far for yeah. freaking $4 a month. It's actually... No pretty, shit. Pretty solid right now. Cool. Uh, it's the only limitations are you can't do mods. Like so, it's just vanilla Minecraft. And if well, you can buy worlds from their online store, right? But it seems a lot more stable than the Java version. So I wonder if it's uh not Java, like the uh, like the you know one that that just standalone. Yeah, yeah. The, the Java. The, it wasn't Java standalone, was it? I thought that well, was it uses, uses, but... it uses jar files, so I mean it is. Yeah, jar. that's weird. Hmm. Like all of the know. mods are just jar files. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's been interesting so far. It'll be interesting to see if it continues to be fun. But it Let's is so. the super cross-platformy thing. So like, I can sit at my computer and play. I can sit downstairs on my iPad and play. I could pull out my cell phone and play, and like all of it on the same server. Which is, you know, kind of interesting. If I, you know, if you so choose, yeah. <laughs> the cool. iPad controls are really wonky if you're used to mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, I, I imagine that it is very uncomfortable. <laughs> might be the term I'd use because I, I just I don't find tablet controls good for first-person games. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, maybe using a gamepad would improve things, but I maybe. really have no idea. Like I, I played it on uh, Xbox 360 with Seven Days to Die Dan and a bunch of other friends of ours uh, a while back, and the Xbox controls weren't bad. Like a controller yeah. would probably do you, do you just fine. Yep, mm-hmm. might be worth might be worth looking into. Yep, who knows? I can I can pair one of mine with the uh, <laughs> with my. I sure iPhone. shit down. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Please don't say it's my favorite segment. Just don't. I wasn't going to, but apparently it is. Because yeah, you, you were know, lying. Fuck, you knew you were going to. <laughs> no, actually, I wasn't because I wanted to see how you'd respond. Anyway, <laughs> it's the news. Say, you got any news to share? I do. Uh, actually, Age of Empires Four was just announced. It's been yeah. good lord, um, over a decade now since Age of Empires Three. Maybe it's gotta be right. I don't know. Either way, Age of Empires 4 release trailer. We'll put it in the show notes. It looks pretty sweet. Uh, there wasn't any gameplay in it, at least not much. But I, I'm i excited. I loved Age of Empires back in the day. So, what a uh, October 18th, 2005 for Age of Empires 3. Yep, 12 years. A little under 12 years, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? You got some news? Anything mm-hmm. fun to share? Aside from yeah, the yeah, aside from yons, got three little things that are all over the place on the spectrum of weird gaming news. Uh, one of them is that Bioware announced, I think yesterday, was 
that they were ending support for Mass Effect Andromeda as far as single player is concerned. So apparently they're still going to develop some stuff for multiplayer. Like, and I don't know if they've mentioned anything about DLC because, you know, I assume they basically released no DLC yet because, you know, the game hasn't been out very long. Yeah. But yeah, so no, no more support for single player Mass Effect Andromeda. So the game is functionally dead, uh, which is a shame because they like literally credit it for boosting their sales for that quarter. And like they met their sales goals for that quarter due to the game. Is it feel like that Bioware just doesn't give a fuck anymore? Well, EA doesn't give a fuck. And EA owns Bioware. So therefore, EA doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I get that. But I feel like Bioware would at least retain some control of their holdings and offerings. I don't know. It just feels, it just doesn't well, feel just, the same. They literally just traded presidents with another company inside of EA. So, you know. It's a shame, really. Yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, it's... It, it's just sad. Like, it's... And one of the comparisons that I've heard that's really, really funny is that, like, even if you have a bad launch, it doesn't mean you can't continue to support and improve your game and fix it. Because that's exactly what No Man's Sky has done. Very, very quietly, No Man's Sky is now at the point that they claimed it was at when the game launched. It's been a just, it's been the, the thing is the thing is it feels like it's kind of too little too late. I get that they're doing yeah. what they said they were going to do in the first place, but is anyone playing it anymore? Yes. Like more people are playing it now than were playing it like three or four months ago. Like the numbers are huh. going up now because people are going like, hmm, let me go check this out now that there's actually multiplayer. And uh all right. Yeah. It's who knows? It's weird. But the, yeah, there's there's actually like a corner of YouTube that does Let's Plays of No Man's Sky. Fair enough. Yeah, It looks like uh, Quake Champions has just entered early access, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, you can do it through the uh, Bethesda launcher or Steam. You can purchase into early access with it. And I think you get like uh, a Doom character or something like that. So let me let me get this straight real quick. Bethesda now has its own e shop. Is that what it is? Well, it, it's had one for a little while because that's how you do uh, Fallout Shelter. Oh, is you just originally you just downloaded the Bethesda launcher and I never played it on PC. Okay, <laughs> just, just letting you know. Um, yeah, that's also how you, or well, how I played in the beta for uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah, all right. The card That's game. cool. How was that anyway? Any good? Ah, it was interesting. It, it was very Magic the Gathering like. So. Any trading card game with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one more we got. Uh, and then the last one that I have right now is just uh, like Nintendo Switch. Kind of quietly, kind of not so quietly added the ability to use PayPal on the Nintendo Switch for purchasing things, which yeah. is actually really good because that means you don't have to like go buy your stupid, credit card. Well, go buy stupid cards and like load them yeah. on the system and shit like that. So 
I don't know. I'm a big fan of PayPal just because it like keeps your credit card yeah. information out of the equation. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not against PayPal at all. I mean, I think it's a good idea. My issue is that they can't seem to actually make any consoles and put them in stores still. Well, yeah, but that is a hardware supply thing. issue, not. Yeah. <laughs> and well, my complaint would be that there's nothing to buy on the system right now because there's no fucking virtual console. Are no arguments here. Uh, there is actually one more piece of news, and that is that the SNES Classics uh, went quietly on pre-order sale overnight at twelve oh one Central Time, and oh, are all yeah, over the weekend too. Like, yeah, and are, and are already sold out. Yeah, the funniest story now, that I heard was a guy on Reddit uh saying that he managed to snag one and he was never so happy to be kept up overnight by like diarrhea that he was over the weekend because <laughs> he was just sitting on the toilet and like happened to see it like on sale and managed to get one <laughs> the only uh, the, the biggest issue with this was that amazon was if you you know you, you said hey i want an alert when this goes on sale mm -hmm. Instead of actually updating the listing that they had and sending the alerts out, what they did was re not, but they relisted it. They didn't actually update the uh, the current listing. They relisted yeah. it and never sent any alerts. So anyone who wanted one and was waiting for an alert got screwed. Not cool. Yeah. Apparently, it was just like a massive roulette because they didn't announce it on any platform that sold it, like Walmart. And like any of them, like none of them had any kind of forewarning at all. Yeah, that's lame. That's a real yeah. lame. But hey, yeah. that's Nintendo for you. Well, that may not be Nintendo. That might be all of the retailers that didn't do that. I, the, the way things have gone, I would not put past Nintendo. They'd just be like, you can't talk about this. Yeah. Me. But they also... You know, don't necessarily have control over how Amazon lists the product or no arguments here. Just it's I'm overly salty Annoyed. with Nintendo. Oh, I totally get it, man. It's they they make these things and they produce like a stupid little quantity of them, thinking that they're just kind of like a little niche thing and that there's no desire for them and then get hammered. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think they'd realize by now that hey, people actually want your product. Yeah, like, so the worst part about this is that the Nintendo Classic sold out, like, stupid fast. Mm -hmm. And they know the Super NES is it's a even more, more popular, popular console. Yeah. console. Like, they know the sales numbers are there. Like, people would rather have the Super Nintendo. People immediately said when the NES Classic was announced, like, all right, cool, are you going to do the Super Nintendo? <laughs> right? and uh yeah so like they they have this opportunity and we know there's going to be more eventually but they want for some weird reason want them available in brick and mortar stores and who knows who knows we'll find so, out when it, when it launches right i guess i and don't then and then people will be selling them for like 400 dollars on ebay and craigslist i just i don't care i don't give a fuck i'll go build my own if i want to basically yeah You've, Sadly. you've lost me, Nintendo. You've lost me. But on to better things. Our main topic. Yeah. In fact, I didn't actually say anything earlier about the main topic. I was too obsessed with making the reference to the Twilight Zone. 
<laughs> we're doing this is true today's yeah we're doing today's uh episode on the game corner and it is sleeping dogs um probably well a god i hate puns a sleeper hit uh it was released in i (laughs) it was released in august of 2012 for playstation 3 and xbox 360 uh later released on everything just about because like Mm -hmm. pc i could ps4 xbox one um i don't think that has a switch port but it doesn't really matter it was developed by United Front Games and published by Square Enix. It was it's similar in style to Grand Theft Auto uh, or Saints Row. It's that's a third person perspective yeah. action game. And it's, open world. Yes, and open world. Um it's set in modern day Hong Kong. You play the main character of Wei Shen. He's an undercover Hong Kong cop who was transferred from San Francisco on an assignment to infiltrate the Sunong Yi, a triad organization based out of Hong Kong. So it's basically Wei Shen is following the, you know, any undercover cop movie. A few twists and turns, keeps the story intriguing and engaging the player, that kind of thing. Uh, basically, uh, the Sun on Yi is actually a take on the Sun Yi On, which is an actual real life organization based out of Hong Kong. Kind of interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. The gameplay is told from a third-person perspective, similar to Grand Theft Auto, Saints Row, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was actually originally developed to be uh, by Activision Blizzard in the True Crime series. Uh, are you familiar with those? No, I'm not. They had very similar mechanics to um, if you're familiar with Max Payne. Mm-hmm. They're fairly similar, except they had more of a focus on melee combat. Uh, basically, the game takes its roots from that, both in story and similar combat mechanics. And it kind of shifted focus after Activision Blizzard pulled the plug in 2011. It's now considered the spiritual successor after Square Enix picked up the license and released it in 2012. And um, basically, they didn't have a license for true crime, so they just said, okay, we'll just make our own. Fuck it. Control is very similar to GTA and true crime, though combat is pretty different from GTA, whereas GTA is focused extremely heavily on every single projectile weapon you can find ever. This is a heavy focus on melee combat. Wei Shen is the type of living weapon in you know typical kung fu style movies. Uh, focus on basically all kinds of different styles. It's kind of ridiculous. It's a pretty surprisingly focused on vehicular combat. Though with the character, uh, with the player having a story mission involving racing through the streets of Hong Kong, unlocking the racing side missions that the player is free to participate in or ignore at their own, you know, discretion. You can also um, actually hijack vehicles by doing a action hijack, which I think is pretty cool, but we can yeah. get to that when we get to the, the driving portions of the game. Um, the game also contains a leveling system as well, uh, having several kind of skill trees that the player can advance, like Wei Shen skills in. There's face, there's triad, melee, and cop. Um, I wouldn't really call them trees so much as like you have two different tiers you can go they're, down they're forks <laughs> that's really it like yeah. the only one that doesn't and, and, have anything is uh melee and that's because you get there's a, a story mechanic behind that well and kind of face face doesn't branch face branches They'll, everything except for uh melee branches no face doesn't branch. no you're right no melee does branch face is the only one that only has one row my fault actually yeah, most looking of them are at the defense, notes that right there. offensive and defensive yeah but. It's a, uh, it is a little weird. Um, and and going down one branch does not lock out the other one. It just means, mm-hmm. and it just means you have to go down them later. Yeah, 
Well, you could just you know, you could all you could literally alternate back and forth if you want, but absolutely. Um, it feels like the RPG element type of thing was kind of underdeveloped, and the yeah. only reason I say that is because after reading through the history of Sleeping Dogs, how it got numerous publishing delays, as well as a complete cancellation at one point, then a revival with Square Enix. It makes sense that one, the romance side of the of it was completely like let off to the side. I know we both had a complaint for that, but also that the the leveling system feels kind of light, I guess. I don't yeah. know how else to say that. It's just very like it's a not shoehorned in, but it, it doesn't almost, feel developed fully. Almost just arbitrary gates to prevent you from like unlocking going everything all at once. Yeah. Yeah, just to, just to provide a hoop to jump through, just because it felt like it needed a hoop. Yeah, kinda. Anyway, um, combat. Uh, Sleeping Dogs is a very heavy combat-oriented game. Got great dialogue scenes, a lot of great um, story scenes, but it also relies heavily around melee combat, hand-to-hand fighting. It's got fluid controls, and you can move through the melee pretty easily and fluidly. Uh, there's a huge focus on combos. Uh, for example, like as you find more of Sifu Kwok's uh, statues and bring them back, you can get melee upgrades. And those melee upgrades unlock better combos, better defensive skills, stuff like that. It's really fairly interesting. There's also counters that you can do that you unlock as you gain more levels. Yeah. You can do different counters. And there's also environmental kills, which I thought was pretty cool. They're used kind of sparingly throughout the game, but they're really interesting, I think. Yeah. Some of the environmental kills were really fun. And it was also really just fun to like grab someone and just like grab them and just go hauling ass across whatever area you're you're fighting in just to like <laughs> slam their head into an air conditioner or something and electrocute them. <laughs> the fact that you can just sprint through the area with people in tow is kind of great. Did yeah. you ever do that at the like uh, at the dockside and then just huck them off into the water? Yeah, I did it uh it's trying to steal dumb. a boat at one point in time. <laughs> It's just so dumb because you just go hauling ass down the dock and then all of a sudden just fling them into the water. You you can do the same thing on roofs too. Like if you're on yep. top of a building, you can just like fling people off onto the street, which is kind of funny. Um, it is fairly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, th- some of the environmental kills are cool. Like at one point you're like, there's a fish market and you can like literally throw mm-hmm. someone into a tank full of electric eels. Yeah, there's a uh, a portion of the game where you're in a nightclub with a wall, uh, an aquarium wall, and uh, you end up sh- not really a melee environmental kill, but you end up shooting the the wa- the wall behind them, and then it just wa- water comes rushing out and just destroys the entire enemy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Like they did, they clearly put a lot of care and time and effort into this game. Yeah. The trouble is that there were so many stumbling blocks that they couldn't. It feels like it's almost unfinished in in a lot of yeah. ways. Like the 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 romance storylines are like feel like one offs. Like may, you get maybe like one or two side missions, and then they're done. There's there's no huge. Uh, there's like one or two side missions with the the first girl. You get two. Then and the, and the second girl gets one. three. Second girl has three. Uh, it's it's the the one that you do karaoke with. She gets like one or two of them. I know she gets at least two because you you uh, do the first one with her, then you follow her around, and then you can confront her. Yeah, but only one of those is considered a date mission. The other ones yeah, are just yeah. like the rest are just like you're being an asshole. Missions. They're they're like yeah. face missions, I think. Yep. The face yep. missions are weird. Yeah, it's it's just strange. Uh it just 
there's a lot of things that left that are left to be desired but when you realize that hey they ran into a bunch of shit you can yeah. kind of understand why it's like that and you can still accept the game for 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 its flaws and all yep uh, anything else you wanted to add about combat uh so it's interesting this game feels like it tries to borrow a lot from batman arkham asylum which was released two years prior to this was um, it really yeah it's 2009 no shit i did not know that yeah hmm. and so the combat f- systems feel very similar just arkham asylum is a little more arcadey um yeah this, this definitely feels more like action movie fights. definitely like if you've played the previous true crime games you can see where it got its combat system from yeah i have not played them but i would recommend it they're old unfortunately but if you can find a good system with them they're really good games i can see that um yeah the quick time events were a little weird because they do feel like they come out of nowhere uh most of the time that they happen and yeah because they they don't they only happen in very weird specific circumstances like sometimes when you are walking up to talk to someone it'll just be like hit y to convince them to do this and you're just like okay and, and there's no qu- real quick time event about it. It's just hit Y and you convince them to do this. Yeah. There's no, like, you, you don't have a chance to fail. As long as you hit the button, you're good. Well, I haven't, didn't even see what happens if you don't hit the button. You literally just walk away and then come back afterwards, talk to him again, and then if you hit the button, you're good. Okay. There's, there's, no, there's no consequence to it. Nice. It just ends the conversation, which is, why, which is one of the other blocks that feel like, hey, this was kind of tacked in. Just ignore it. Yeah. Um, was it? Yeah, the the quick time events in combat were a little weird too. Yeah. Uh, they didn't feel consistent, except for a couple of them. Like, there's a, a one series of guys that they'll grab you from behind and throw you on the ground and try and stomp on you, and that one was always B. Yep. Um, but otherwise, it they felt really random. Whether it was going to be X or Y, that uh, you know, you did it. Uh, yeah. To to note, I've played it on you know played it for pc but used the 360 controller so hence mm-hmm. referring to the and it actually recognizes the 360 controller and uses those button colors it does, it does. So, so yeah it uses the button colors and the and the lettering in each each button mm-hmm. as well so it's it's very much a pure 360 port to be honest with you like it, it i don't think you can really play with mouse and keyboard very well i haven't played it with mouse and keyboard i only played it with the uh, xbox one controller but it was it definitely feels like this is a console game that has been ported to pc yeah like i could see some of the shooting being going good with the mouse and keyboard but yeah i can understand the the kung fu fighting seemed better suited to a a absolutely console controller so i used one yeah me too and it worked out Um, really well for the driving which we'll talk about in a little bit yeah, there was also the, uh, with the quick time events still, uh, there was also the, the strange um, mechanic of running and doing the parkour, where you're running through, you have to hit the A button every time and, and do it at a specific point in time. So you're jumping across things or jumping over things or, or doing some sort of slide. Yeah, it, it's just, once you get the timing down, it feels like why am i even doing this why can't i just hold the a button and let it do some cinematics for me you know what i mean yeah i don't know um next up is the strange uh like i guess experience trees 
so basically the biggest um rpg elements there's like several different ways to get experience yeah see and so this is one of the things that i think is weird because like i almost don't feel like this qualifies as an rpg like there's i don't think it even qualifies as rpg elements it's like they shoehorned in a way to trickle you new abilities so that you you don't just walk out with like hey you have these 300 different abilities to use in the yeah. game and uh good luck like it, <laughs> it, it it introduces them one by one by one and that's what was really good about the uh what is the melee tree is the fact that like you have to show that you're proficient with them before you leave the building basically and the weird part is that some of that stuff is kind of broken because you can do the thing without having to satisfy the specific criteria that's on the screen. Yeah. Like there were a couple of instances where I was doing the move and doing the move and doing the move. Like, why aren't you just letting me do this? And you have to do it, sp it specifically in their way, even though you've already done it in a different way. And it was accomplishing the same goal. Yeah. It was really strange, but anyway, uh, since we're on the melee tree subject, there is a kind of a strange mechanic in order to unlock melee and when Wei Shen was in Hong Kong prior to moving to San Francisco he was taught by uh, Sifu Kwok and basically Sifu Kwok has had 12 of his jade statues frozen uh, frozen stolen wow I can't talk today I can't just can't, I can't words anymore anyway he had 12 of his jade statues uh, stolen they're the 12 zodiac statues and well Chinese zodiac statues anyway your job is to find them and bring them back. A lot of them you can find in story mode, like you on when you're on missions, you'll just be like, what is that giant flashing, bright flashing light there? Oh, it's a jade statue. Cool. So you get, I think, like eight out of the twelve, and then the other four are really actually hidden around Hong Kong. Uh, no, four of them are locked in mission. You can only get them during missions, okay. and then all of the rest are just laying around, and you have to be observant, wily enough to grab them. But yeah, there's the one in the karaoke bar you can't get until I think you go into it for the karaoke bar scene. Um, and then there's one in an apartment building, and then there's one in a mansion, and then there's mm -hmm. one more that you that you can't get unless uh might be oh, it's the one on the uh the gambling den. Okay, okay. Uh because, being... trust me, I went and got all of them. And then was like, God damn it, I can't reach this one. Like, I even got yeah. up onto a balcony for the apartment building, which is yeah, a really yeah. crazy mess. And uh, it is. But the, you literally can't get into the apartment until a certain story mission has happens. Yep. So we're being deliberately vague because we really don't want to spoil the story. And I, I personally don't really want to spoil the story at all in this episode. I feel yeah. like it stands heavy enough on its own that people should play it in order to experience it. That's yeah. my opinion, anyway. Uh, I might try to talk you into going to spoiler territory towards the end, just okay. to just to talk about like your favorite scene from the game. Like, what was your favorite? Okay. okay. Yeah, just, just we can do one each. We'll, we'll, you know, block it off into a spoiler zone so people totally know. Fair. But, you know, not not ruin right. anything up. You know, anything out. Just, just one scene that we really liked, or you know, I don't know. It, okay, it I'm down be, for that. It could be interesting. We could, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, there's also basically there's four different trees like i mentioned earlier there's the cop tree triad tree melee tree and face tree 
so one more thing to talk about with the melee tree that is weirder than the other trees. So all of the other trees, there's a first ability you get, and then you have to choose between a, a branch. In the melee tree, there's a last ability in the tree, and you have to have all of the other ones before you can get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never got that one. I actually had a lot of fun playing the game to the point where I I just... I just wanted to finish the story like i didn't even care about any of the side stuff i just really wanted to finish the game yeah it, so the ability is it's called dim mock and it's a reversal ability where you like you literally instead of just countering like normal touch of you, death. you counter and you punch them a whole bunch of times yeah and it doesn't actually kill anyone like it really? just it makes the combat more boring and repetitive so like i huh. was i was using it very very sparingly because like i don't know it just seemed boring. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it made the combat even longer. Well, no, it just, if that was the only move you did, that you just, you just do that over and 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 over again, and it just gets boring. Yeah, that does not seem fun. I only used it on the, uh, the big fat hugger guys when they tried to grab me. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So there's several different types of enemies. One of them is just your regular melee enemy. There's the melee enemies that actually block. There's melee enemies with uh, with weapons. There's the hugger, the grapplers. There's also the... And then really the last enemy is guns. And that's it. Then of course there's also bosses in the game and that's really the only types of enemies. Yeah, and the bosses basically just have more hit points. And the gun that's guys it. are just the normal guys but with guns. Pretty much, yeah. If you knock the guns out of their hands, they will go to melee guys, and that's it. I mean, it's they didn't have a, a huge amount of variety, but it still felt fun, at least yeah. to me. Oh, I, it, I agree. It had enough variety. So, like we mentioned earlier, uh, cop trees um, basically contains two independent rows of abilities. You can do either one whenever you want. You just can only unlock them sequentially. Like the top row, you can only unlock sequentially, and the bottom row, you can only unlock sequentially, but they're independent of one another. So you can unlock them both at different tiers. Just It's the same for the triad tree and the face tree, but the face tree only has one row. Yep. So the cop tree, you can only get by completing missions that are essentially story or cop missions. So their sto the story mission gives you cop experience and triad experience for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some missions that don't, some missions that do. The there's also side missions, which are cop missions, which have little a little badge on the um, on the map, which denotes either a big arrest or a big bust or a drug bust that you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's also the triad tree, which you can do side triad missions as well as the story, which gets you a ton of triad experience. I had a huge amount of trouble with the cop tree because no matter what you do, it seems like you just lost a ton of fucking experience. If you hit something or accidentally hit somebody with a car it just you lose a, like a bunch of experience as you're going through i did not have any problems with this i had tons of problems with it unfortunately like, i you know you would ding a car you'd lose like five experience like it was, it was nothing yeah there were and some missions just, that... like literally all i did at one point in time was like all right cool i'm gonna max out this cop tree because i want to get these these abilities like there were certain abilities i was looking for um, yeah yeah and so I just like went around and you go around and you do all the drug busts. Yeah. And and then you go back to your house and you bust all the people one at a time. Like so you, you go and you you hack five security cameras and you beat up five gangs and then you go to your apartment and you have five people arrested and just 
your cop level just skyrockets. Yeah, see, the thing with that is that I didn't do that. I just was trying to do it through purely through storyline, and that's really yeah. not advisable. No. I just, like, I was like, eh, I got about an hour to play. Let me see how many... Uh, how many of these I can knock out real quick because I don't want to get I don't want to get stuck in the middle of a story quest while I'm you know only have an hour yeah, to play. Yeah. Uh, the triad tree for the most part is pretty much story mission only. Like I don't remember any of the ones that you can uh, do triad outside of story. Any fist fight gets you triad experience. Okay, yeah. uh, So you can go to the uh, there's basically fight clubs everywhere, uh, mm -hmm. and you can uh, you can get tried experience through those i think you can get tried experience gambling and you can get tried experience uh cockfighting which surprise there's cockfighting in this game that is a surprise i didn't know that <laughs> yeah i didn't even know about the gambling yeah there's there's gambling and cockfighting in the game and there's uh i think there's an achievement for uh something like betting 50,000 bucks hong kong dollars on a uh on a single cockfight hmm. something like well, that. well i have it i have more than enough I, I ended the game with over two million like you just roll in money by the end of the game yep. <laughs> pretty much buy anything you want um then the especially, especially once you have that level 10 face and cars are only 40 percent and so we're yep. close yep. speaking of face uh the Face tree is done by doing side missions, which are basically favors for people around town. Uh, as as Dan mentioned earlier, only one of the romance missions with the lady in the karaoke bar is a an actual romance mission. The other two are face missions that you basically follow one of your gang members around. You also get face for uh, like the cop missions, like the arrests, the drug busts give you face. Yeah. Uh, and then face, that's just great. Yeah. Well, it's the beating up the gangs that gets you the face. Like that phase of it, like causes it to skyrocket. It's, it's, it's just a phrase thing that just makes me like, are you? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's your reputation, basically. Essentially, yeah. Um, that's really all that there is for the end. As Dan said, it's not really an RPG element. It's just a shoehorned way to get you the tiers that you need for your yeah. for your actual abilities. Yeah, it like it seems to be trying to combine limiting the number of abilities you have at any given time, and like your your ability to access these things to not give you too many at once, and like a weird morality thing, kinda. But but part of the thing with the game is, is that like you can't just like oh i'm gonna do all the cop missions and i'll beat the game that way like no, that doesn't it sure doesn't can't. doesn't do that like you have to do both so they, you're, you're essentially shoehorned into doing the cop slash triad tree because all of the missions uh give you both because you are literally working as an undercover cop for the sun on yi yep that's kind of strange but i think we're going to get to your favorite portion of the the cast yeah. specifically end of the game the racing slash driving mechanics and all of that particular items do you want to take this away uh well i don't, I don't know how much there is the you know super go super in depth in it's uh the driving physics are very much like grand theft auto san andreas like the older mm -hmm. grand theft auto 3 san andreas the miami or slash vice city yeah. like it, they're very very arcade like and what made it a little extra interesting was that you have a like a ramming ability 
uh, and you could hold a direction either left, right, or forward and hit X and like slam into people. And it made uh, it made escaping from cops stupidly easy because you just like ram a cop two or three times and they blow up, and you can just you just kind of instantly get away from them. Yeah, yeah, it's. The physics are pretty hilarious because when you ram a cop car, sometimes it just goes pinwheeling off into the distance. Yeah, it, it gets a little crazy sometimes. Uh, it does. But, it, but it's just over the top that it like made it really fun. And yeah. Especially doing the races. Like the races, you're just hauling ass through the city, like trying not to lose and, uh, you know, wrecking, wrecking other people's cars and, since they're, they're and motorcycles yeah there's no penalty for you to ram other people so do it as much as humanly possible in order to yep. win the race yep <laughs> i i did one of them uh which is a race that you do with like basically little fiat 500s like these little smart cars and yeah. uh i think i won that one by wrecking all of the other cars and then just being the only one that crossed the finish line and you probably crossed across the finish line like you're puttering through the like no, those things are actually surprisingly fast. Well, the only reason I say this is because you basically just fucking wrecked your own car too, destroying the others. <laughs> yeah, ramming people surprisingly does very little damage to your car. Yeah, I mean, there's cosmetic damage, but it's the the engine and handling are just fine. Yeah. I don't know if that again is a suffering of the budget cuts and stuff like that and yeah. cancellation. But either way, it was still made a very very enjoyable time. Yeah. It, and like I said, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the races. And the one thing that, that I have in my notes from this, which is really, really funny to me, is that this game made me wish that there was a Road Rash game that is like open world like this. Like if this was a Road Rash game, like if you could punch on the motorcycles and stuff like that and ride in the cars and like, oh, that would be so much fun. Absolutely. I feel like if this was a, if they attempted a kind of a, a similar style to an underground street racing scene mm-hmm. and they actually gave it a full on story, like some, something like Need for Speed Underground, but with motorcycles and the ability yeah. to do melee combat on them, that would be an amazing game. Like yeah. you, it's, it's fully open world. You just kind of go to story missions whenever you want or you just do races for funsies. Yeah, yeah I'd be in for that. Yeah. Uh, the spiritual successor to Road Rash, which is Road Redemption, uh, which is in early access on Steam right now and got kickstarted. Uh, it has a post-apocalyptic thing where you're, uh, it's it's basically hmm. it's roguelike <laughs> in its race Dear. generation, and has like kind of random things you have to do on each track, and it, it's fun. It's very crazy, but it's fun. Cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, it made me wish like I would love to see an open world story driven road rash game in like I'm a dead. Grand Theft Auto style like this. And this this especially because the driving physics were so much fun and like the ramming was really cool and reminded me of just like punching people in the face to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. try and get them off your ass. So slap people know. with chains. Yeah, the the funny part is like I looked at some of the DLC for the game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And the only one that I was really interested in is the one that got you like four more races. (laughs) (laughs) So there's actually two pieces of story DLC that neither Dan nor I played because I 
had a kind of a time crunch with the with the audiobook and Dan didn't own it because it was the only one that was on the only piece that was on sale at the time was just the base Sleeping Dogs game. Yeah. Well, the, I'm sure all the DLC was on sale when I bought the base Sleeping Dogs game. It's just there's like 300 things of DLC for it and like 99% of it is costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I I am not kidding when I say that there is like nearly a hundred dollars worth of dlc for this game and it would have just been cheaper for me to buy the new game of the year edition the one that paul has yeah, the definitive edition i think it's called at at full price than it would have been for me to buy all of the dlc for the game that i already owned and the worst part is that steam had it on sale when i purchased it for the definitive edition which has all the dlc all the fun stuff yeah. five bucks yep crazy yeah kind of weird um all right, I had one more piece before I didn't have any more notes. Did you want to discuss the stuff that you had written down and wanted to discuss before this? Um, no, we could talk about the GTA clone stuff. Like, I, I wanted to basically get your thoughts on whether or not this is an actual GTA clone or if it's just similar in style and has its own complete different thing. Um, so my initial instinct would be to answer this with yes of course it's a gta clone sure um, it is it is the gta style of game if you like without any of the missions or anything just handed someone a controller they can start pick it up and start playing and go like oh yeah this is this is it's like gta like it is exactly like gta it plays almost exactly the same there's just some slight differences and one of the things that I've actually always wanted uh, Rockstar to do mm-hmm. is like I wanted them to make a GTA game that used the melee combat system from the Warriors. That would be delightful because holy shit, that game was amazing. Because that's what this reminded me of. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it was like, you know, running around tackling people and punching the shit out of them when they're on the ground and stuff like that. And just like, absolutely. Yeah. But could you imagine like, something like i mean gta 5 has three main characters right so imagine if it had a full gang and you you do all of the stuff with different gang members and a a full multiplayer gang game absolutely sign me the fuck up right now yeah i will pay you 60 dollars for this because that's what i don't see the warriors was was basically gta but it didn't use guns it was this awesome melee brawling system and i have a copy on my shelf right now yeah and it's I amazing. Couple, I have a couple copies of it. I have it for the PSP too, which is a a fun version of the game. And in <laughs> fact, I do believe that they actually released it on Steam, and I kind of want to do that for an episode. If it exists on Steam, I'm, I'm down. Uh, but yeah, as far as GTA clones go, I think the main question is basically: Does it play like GTA? Does it have that those elements of like? It's an open world game. You can literally run amok if you want to. It, I mean, if we're ticking all the GTA boxes, you can steal and hijack cars. You evade the police. You have random open world questing. You have random storyline questing. Like the only things that this game didn't have is like if you steal a cop car, you do cop missions. If you steal an ambulance, you do ambulance missions. If you steal a taxi, you can do taxi missions. Like pretty much, yeah. Those things don't exist. Like, and that may just be because 
they didn't have time to put it all in right or the budget to put it all in because i mean as we've said it felt like that there were some things that just like totally got chopped because of budget concerns like the romance yeah and and the funny part is that they had a very highly touted romance thing with lucy Liu and yeah. um uh oh gosh what is her name um was it, redhead was, was it emma stone it was yes it was exactly emma stone like she was like i was like oh cool that's emma stone never appeared again yeah <laughs> that was it like I, I had enough time to say oh cool that's emma stone and that was it well, well that's one of the things that that i I told you about one day was that like I literally you have a you have a phone in the game and I and it mm -hmm. it's contextual so like you can only call people at certain times in the game mm -hmm. so like you meet this girl you you talk to her for a bit you do you do a, a you take her somewhere in the game and then later on she's like you know just, hey give me a call sometime if you want to do something you're like all right cool so later on I pull the phone out like oh cool hey let me call her and, and see what the hell is going on with that so I go do that mission and then like I kept checking to be like can I can I call her again can I can I do something else like that that's the whole point of this right and uh yeah. and I finally like broke down and checked a wiki and they're basically like yeah you basically you go on one date it unlocks a thing to be able to find stuff on the mini map and then uh you, you'll eventually find another girl to date later and you'll go on one date with her and it'll unlock mm -hmm. a thing on the mini map and like so on and so forth yeah it's kind of a shame really because I feel like it could have been a lot like um GTA 4 had a very in-depth romance system and it had a lot of fun doing the date stuff like that. I feel like it could have been like that and it just fell short. Again, another suffering, long-suffering portion of budget cuts and cancellations. Yeah. And, and to be fair, GTA 4's dating thing was ridiculous. Like it had so oh, much fun, stuff though. into it. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, but but it was one of those things where like it, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, if we had had, you know, another couple weeks, we could have you know had a dating system it's like no that that dating system alone probably took you know six ten to eight months, months yeah. at least uh to make and a, a side note the warriors is only available on playstation 3 4 and psp and playstation 2 yeah it kind of sucks it's it's like the red dead games never got yeah. never got yeah. brought to peace because rockstar hates you I think eventually they will, since a lot of their games are coming out. But I don't think I don't think the Warriors will. I mean, GTA. All the GTAs are now on PC. Neither Red Dead game is. Uh, they, they even released L.A. Noir on PC. Well, yeah, but that came out for PC at the same time it was out on consoles. Still came out. Still and that was also PC. that was also Team Bondi. Yay! Tomato, tomato. Published by Rockstar, we'll, we'll accept it. <laughs> but it's not a Rockstar game. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Anyway, Team Bonnie's dead anyway. It's yep. a shame. Right. So, what else you got? I know you have more notes that you wanted to talk about. Um. So one thing that I kind of want to talk about, uh, and I don't think this is a spoiler, so take it with a grain of salt. But one of the things that I really loved about this game was the way that it through various points in the story portrays PTSD mm -hmm. and it, it handled it really well. It wasn't over the top, like through, through the course of the story, like 
Wei has problems sleeping and keeps having nightmares. And it's just like, yeah, the shit that you're doing, you're not just going to like, you know, calmly lay down in your bed and go to sleep and just, you know, wake up in the morning and brush it off and have another, have a good day. Like it is going to stay with you. And there's a really great overarching story arc with a, a childhood friend of Wei's named Jackie, where he keeps going further and further down this path in the sun on Yi, and like he is not the same person at the end of this game as he is at the beginning and it's a really great story arc for him and yeah, it, it's, it's it, a great it subplot like mental trauma like he is basically yeah. by the end of it he is traumatized by the things that he has done and, and so, yeah. yeah he's he's definitely a very great uh, side plot yeah um, the other thing that I think this game really needs to be applauded for is the fact that uh, it shows that you can have a really awesome, badass, ethnically diverse game that isn't just full of white people. Absolutely. Like, and and it can do well. Like, it, it can do good. I'm pretty sure this probably didn't sell very well in the States just because it's, you know, a weird, like you said, it was a sleeper hit. Um, but man, it is a really good game with a really good story. And like diversity is a big thing in the media right now, especially with entertainment stuff like movies and books and games. Like you don't see a lot of games with Chinese protagonists that aren't just like full of ridiculous stereotypes. Yeah, And I don't feel like there was a lot of stereotyping going on here. I can't, I, I literally, when I'm, as you were saying that, I'm trying to think of any, any instances of any sort of, racial stereotypes and the only thing i can think of is winston's mom mrs chu yeah. yeah she's like the closest thing i can think of the stereotype but she's uh, a fucking badass regardless <laughs> I literally in my notes it says mrs chu is a badass yeah she's fucking badass like there's there's no there's no other way to say it like she's yeah. amazing and i i just i loved the entire story the entire game was phenomenal with regards to the storyline itself yeah. because one portrayed as you said asian people without being racist yeah it it is a very heavy storyline that anyone can relate to but it's not just a bunch of white people yeah there was literally two in the entire game that i can think of yeah and that was it's, emma stone it's, it's, and I think there Pendergast. are random pedestrians sure sure came, but, but like, i mean because it's hong kong like it's a melting yeah. pot too but, but but I mean like main characters. Yeah, there's two. To my the rest is Chinese. Two. And there's one black guy. There's a token yeah. black guy, which is kind of funny. Yeah, eh, I don't know if he called him token, but he's a token American <laughs> at least. But that's the that's the funny part. Like, there's literally one black dude in the entire story, and and it's a throwaway mission. Yeah, it's it's it is a story mission, but it's a throwaway one because you're trying to get to know the the person behind him. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a very interesting and entertaining game. I think if you want a good storyline with good gameplay, this is where I'd go. Yeah. Um yeah. So do you want to venture into spoilerville for just a minute before we get to our closing thoughts? Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh folks, if you want to, you know, pause it for now. I want to go entertain yourself by playing the game, getting through the storyline, do so now, come back and listen to us after after the warnings. Yeah. And there'll be a big spoiler warning and then it'll tell you when to come back. If you just want to skip ahead or you can just listen to a couple of scenes and, you know, maybe have something spoiled for you or not. 
The following content contains spoilers and the possibility of graphic violence, nudity, vocal and uncensored opinions, cursing, loud sighs of regret, anguish, and the possibility of sleepy hosts. Please skip ahead to... 1 hour 2 minutes and 18 seconds. If you wish to avoid the proceeding, listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we didn't mock that up for no reason. We actually got to use it sometimes. Yeah. Now that we're officially in Spoilerville and people have been warned. Yes. What was your favorite scene from this game? Mrs. Chu cutting up that poor fucker. Um, <laughs> what the hell was his fucking name? Uh, oh, God. I don't know. The, the guy who was responsible for, for Winston's death. Yeah. Winston. Um, oh, God. Yes. It was amazing. Like I, I, I don't, I don't even care about his fucking name. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of it. It was not, not Big Smile Lee. It was uh, the guy working for Big Smile Lee. Yeah, and I can't remember his name. God was damn it! Did it have something to do with a dog? Um, maybe I don't, I don't know. know. It wasn't Ratface. Well, Ratface was one of them. Uh, dog eyes. Dog eyes. It was, it was dog. dog eyes. Yeah, there was dog. Um, but anyway, yeah, one, one. Uh, when you find out that when you find out that Winston was uh, removed from life by Dog Eyes, um, basically Mrs. Chu is like, "Go get him and bring him back here," yeah. and so you do, and she ends up uh, basically Johnny Ratface is part of the stew that she has cooked, and she mm-hmm. force feeds it to Dog Eyes, and then ends up killing him. Yeah. And like you said, like we both said, Mrs. Chu is a fucking badass it's like yeah whoa you're you're a badass you're fucking hardcore be above and beyond anything i will ever see mm-hmm. <laughs> what was yours very good uh mine was probably i don't know the it's it gotta be so there's a a mission it's towards the end it's after you and jackie get inducted into the mm-hmm. like the full big induction into the sun on you, and yep. you become a, a red pole, red pole. And he like becomes a full fledged member of the gang. And it's right after he kills someone. The first yeah. like he shoots a dude in the head, and it's the first time he's ever actually killed someone. And like you get to see that he's not like this fun loving f- fucking dumbass like he has been up and through the entire game. He's just been the he stole a truckload of CRTs. Yep. And apparently thought this was a good idea and he'd be able to make money off of them. Yep. Like, what What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Like, but yeah, but so he's been doing like all this boneheaded stuff the whole game long and like mm-hmm. playing gangster. And now that he's like, oh shit, I'm not playing anymore. Like, I actually am a gangster. Like, and yeah. and I killed someone and I have to. And then he's just like, you know what? Maybe me and my girl, we're going to go off. Well, maybe we'll start our own restaurant. Well, let's just, we're going to just going to get the fuck out of Hong Kong and we're going to go try and find a life somewhere. Like, and then bad shit happens because, of course, it does. So, so as you, as you go through that storyline and see Jackie Ma's arc, I kept thinking, he's going to betray me. He's going to betray me to Pendrew. He's going to betray me. No. He does not nope. betray you. <laughs> no, nope. he, he was actually your friend. You were the yeah. one betraying him. Well, kind of. Like, you didn't actually betray him. You were kind of twisted into it, but no, you no, tried but to remain 
like you you are betraying him because you're lying to him the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like your just... your motives are not genuine like you are you're abusing his trust of you the entire time you know him which is again what makes this game really good is the fact that like you are living a lie through the entire game and then sometimes it's not a lie like sometimes yeah. you are you are the gangster sometimes yeah. you are the cop and yeah. it bleeds back and forth and really plays into that ptsd thing like mm -hmm. way cannot tell the difference between the two worlds most of the time yeah like all of it he's taking all of it personally he he should not be in that situation and they you know literally can't pull him out which is kind of funny because he refuses to be pulled out yeah, yeah. and in fact uh, there's a pretty several pretty good uh portions of the storyline that deal with that specific instance of he does not want to come out he needs to finish this mission because one it's been torturing him since he left to go to san francisco yeah like he it, there's so much unfinished business with his sister dying and basically all of his family ties are gone he's got nothing left except this he needs yeah. to finish this yeah and, and it it definitely leads to a really cool story like i don't know it's just i love the way that they actually use emotion in this to tell a really good story and that's yeah. like why can't more games do this god damn it <laughs> i don't know but i'm i'm like i'm super glad that you're saying all of this because i was like i don't know if dan's gonna like this he hates the gta games i don't know if he's gonna play this and enjoy I it i don't hate gta games like and that's that's like i guess definitely like i've i've played all of them except for five and chinatown okay. wars fair I have beat I beat three, I beat Vice City, I've beat San Andreas, I've beaten GTA four. I just haven't played five yet because okay. it's not a sixty dollar game for me. That's fair. That's fair. Like I want to get five at some point in time because I've seen like how much fun the multiplayer can be. It really like, is ridiculous. Especially the the ridiculous racing and stuff that you can do. And the Russian mods. <laughs> the Russian mods? Yeah. Um like the, the modding community. It, most of them are from Russia. Okay. Anyway, um, back out of Spoilerville. Come back into your closing thoughts. Yeah, I, th I think this is a good time to exit Spoilerville. So. Little brief taste of the uh, some of the story stuff that we really liked and its complexities and, and all that good stuff. But we, we, no. we didn't want to go super in depth because we didn't want to ruin a lot of things, but we do have some heavy spoilers back there. So if you did not listen to them, don't until you finish the game or if you really don't care about spoilers. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right. So what are your, your closing thoughts, Paul? Since, since you were the one that chose this game, you... Uh, I, I, Start I remember, I remember enjoying it uh, originally. I never had finished the game when I first purchased it, and I played it on PS3. I never actually finished the game. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, this is a really cool game. And then I got distracted by a bunch of other things in life, like I moved up here. All kinds of stuff happened, and then I was like, oh, I, I saw the definitive edition for five bucks. I was like, okay, I already own this, but I, why, why not? Five bucks is five bucks, and I'll and I'll play it on PC. And I love the hell out of this game. Like I, I found myself just like, okay, I want, I want to finish this game. It's, and I, and I kept, and I kept wanting to play it. And I kept wanting to play it. I was like, why don't we do a game quarter game on this? This seems like it's going to be a really fun opportunity for us. And I'm like, I don't know if Dan's going to enjoy this. I really hope he does, but we're going to do it anyway and power through. And I just, I really enjoyed this game. I think that 
a lot of people it, like it, it went under the radar for a lot of people and if they gave it a shot they'd probably extremely enjoy it as well if you mm-hmm. enjoy the grand theft auto series more for its story merits rather than just the random slaughter pedestrians with vehicular with vehicles or gunfire but you run to experience a good story give it a shot i think you'll enjoy it as well what about you what are your closing thoughts um so i i think for a a gta clone this actually works really really well um Mm -hmm. it is like it's a very good story driven game and you unlike a lot of gta where it's like you're willing to putz around some between missions and blah 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 blah, and there's a lot of stuff you can do like i really felt myself a lot of the time wanting to continue the story like i didn't the only time i screwed around and did stuff outside of the main story is when like i knew i didn't have enough time to like okay i need half an hour here i need an hour here to to knock out probably the next part of the story so i would just be like well hey let me uh let me go beat up some thugs let me go take care of some races oh and we forgot to mention this doing races if you complete all of the races you will be level 10 face like there, there it's impossible you get like 20 and thirty thousand face experience every race like it is absolutely ridiculous how fast you level up if you just do all the races uh nice. So uh, we'll tag that here at the end. So just yeah, if you if you find yourself needing face experience, just do some races. Yeah, yeah, and if you find yourself needing cop experience, just do the the sting missions, yeah. the the drug bus missions. Um, but yeah, like I think it it handles the story really well, and the story carries this game. Like any absolutely any any stuff that I could mechanically find wrong with it, like there's a little eh with the uh, combat system. Uh, so, I, yeah, like I feel like they could have borrowed a little more from like rocksteady and the arkham asylum style combat uh i can see that because it's really fast-paced and fun and this can like you can glitch out in the middle of attacks because someone punches you from behind and it doesn't have that that fluidness that uh batman the batman series of games does where you like can kind of fluidly punch block punch block 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 punch block reversal like craziness that you can do when you're fighting a room full of people in the batman games and feels really awesome like you feel like a super badass when you're doing it too absolutely um yeah but the story definitely helps apply a nice load of paint over top of like any imperfections that might be there definitely and uh definitely carries it and like i like i said before i the this game does a really good job of like dealing with a lot of ethnic stuff without being stereotypical and like racist and offensive. Like it is, and it does a like a really great job in my opinion, just showing that you can do a game without having just like a boring white dude as the, the main hero. And that's in my opinion, something we need more of because i would love to see stories about you know all kinds of different races and people because it's not something that i readily get exposed to because as being you know a white dude absolutely (laughs) i'm with you all right were you were you wrapped up yeah i'm i'm pretty wrapped up those those are my closing thoughts great great story i would love to see them do this as a movie i would love to see them yeah in fact 
as like a Netflix series, but you know. In fact, it is getting a movie treatment. Yeah, as as we discussed in the last cast, it's it's uh-huh. getting a movie treatment. We're both, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited for it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I want to see Donnie Yen portray him, and it's it's going to be sweet because Donnie Yen's an awesome actor, and he can do the martial arts scenes as well. Yeah. Um, I would lo- I would have loved to have seen a sequel. Unfortunately, it got canceled in yeah. mid development. So it was an MMO apparently. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, it's called I'm, Triad Wars, I believe. That is actually the new development. I thought. It got. It was no. supposed to be released in 2015 and yeah. got canceled. So it was okay. a, an online game with MMO elements. Okay, sure. Anyway, just like this had RPG elements, whatever. Yep. So we wanted to do, introduce a, a new kind of segment. We we've kind of been talking in dollar amounts before, but for games that we do reviews for Game Corner as well as our favorite game series. We want to introduce the idea of what would you pay for this game? Like, what is your set dollar amount to say, hey, I would pay X number of dollars for this game. Like, it, it could range anywhere from I don't want to pay for this game because this game sucks ass to I would pay $60 AAA price for this game. Yeah. Or more. If, or more, uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If you actually feel a game is worth more. Yeah. Um, for me, for Sleeping Dogs, Probably in the neighborhood of forty bucks, I I think is a is a good price for this, especially if you get all of the DLC, you know, all the DLC with it, like the definitive edition. I'd probably consider paying fifty bucks for it after playing it. Like, yeah, I, that's a fair value for this game. I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Way better than spending ninety dollars on DLC. Yeah, no kidding. Um, the current price, if I recall correctly, is. Ooh. Uh, for Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, it's $30, which is the full price for the game. I can see paying that without hesitation. Even $40 to $50 would be like, I, I have no problem paying this, and, and I would be happy with it. Even recognizing that, as I've stated numerous times throughout the cast, yes, there is flaws in a lot of the game that, because due to budgetary constraints or the cancellation, the cancellation and then revival of the game, even with those, I think forty to fifty is absolutely okay. Yeah, I can I can totally agree. Yeah. All right, folks. Wrapping up our next episode will be microtransactions for single player games, and on the horizon we've got our next favorite game, which is Dance Choice, and it is Descent Free Space: The Great War. Yeah, we've also need to do another game corner game but i'm really not sure what the hell i want to play next <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll choose that between now and then we've got plenty of time actually i'll, I'll do it right now shoot let's do stardew valley sold i need already excuse, in. i need an excuse to play it i own it you own it yeah let's do stardew valley play the shit out of it already i'm i'm i'm, in, I'm down for this let's do it all right I, Sweet. Like I'm, I'm just clicking through my thing like I, hey I've been needing an excuse to play this game let's uh, yeah. let's go let's do it Sold. All you, right. you really don't need to twist my arm for that so there you go folks our next game corner game which will be you know a few weeks way down the line it's uh will be actually it should come up before Descent Free Space maybe I don't know I don't no, remember no, it, no Descent Free Space is right after microtransactions maybe I just checked the calendar earlier cool 
that I need to get playing. <laughs> yeah, me too, because I have not played that at all. Yeah. Okay, well then, yeah, the next Game Corner game will be uh, Stardew Valley. Let's see how we like it. Sounds good to me. All right. And now for a closing. If you want to get in touch with us by email, you can email us over at podcast at ludocartgaming.com. If you want to check me over on Twitter, I am at Paul Cluel. If you want to check out uh, the Lodicard account, it is at Lodicard. Uh, Dan runs that one. And he is also at Chop the Viking. You can find us over on Twitch. We haven't been streaming lately, but I fully intend to get back into it. I'm sure Dan does as well. I'm at Twitch TV slash What's Paul Playing Today. And Dan is at Twitch TV slash Chop the Viking. And if you find out, want to find us on social media, you can find all the links at Lodicardgaming.com. If you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever the hell you're listening to us. It really does help find other people, help other people find the show because at the moment we're really not advertising. Uh, so it's the biggest thing you can do for us to help us out. And if you really, really love us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gaming. Thank you all for your donations currently. We really do appreciate it. It keeps the lights on in the apartment complex. <laughs> so to speak <laughs> metaphorically speaking yeah. yeah anything else you want to add no i think we are we're good um gonna start doing some merch soon i think uh kind of finalizing some ideas for for a t-shirt or two uh and we'll probably offer at least an initial one with just like our logo on it and then yep. uh i've got got a couple ideas that i need to throw by paul for uh some limited edition runs that'll be kind of funny Nice. I know I have one with the um, Professor Bananas thumbs up, thumbs down, one on the front, one on the back. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Either yeah. way. Um, yeah. Look forward to merchandise soon with, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I really want a coffee mug. So maybe yeah. coffee mugs too. Yeah. Definitely want to do a coffee mug. Definitely want to do a t shirt. Uh, the rest, it's kind of takes some looking into. So we'll see. Yeah. It's up in the air at that point. Uh, but if we get nothing else. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Here's some smooth jazz to play you out. You fucking cocksucker. what i was gonna say it would make for a good fucking stinger but now we have a fucking stinger <laughs> it'll make for a good stinger anyway just keep just try it go for it God damn it! this is a heavy focus on melee combat wei shen is a huge definitely audible yeah yeah <laughs> so what yeah, did it was. Cat just murder um <laughs> in her kitnip box she got so good she got this one of her wand toys, and it is 
as you can see, wood. Yep. And I'm going to keep this in on my person now because I don't want her fucking with it currently <laughs> and disrupting the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're going to leave that in there, aren't you? No, 